on News Radio 570 WQNR. Are your headphones okay, Mark? I just yes, want to make sure. Thank you. All right. So, Good shape. All right. Here they are from the law firm of Beatrice, Kopp, and Harshman. Uh, to my left, uh, describe them, please. Uh, Carl is wearing a nice uh, sport coat and slacks. He's going with the gray navy combo, or is that a black? It's it's a it's a dark. So black or, or navy. He has a tie with a splash of orange in it and a little aqua blue that goes with his handkerchief. So I'm telling you, sporting a white button-down, looking very professional. Very good, yeah. Very good. That's Carl Moses, Keystone State of Pennsylvania, litigator with the firm, medical malpractice, uh, auto accidents, dog bites, stuff like that, right? Yes. All right, used to do divorce, and uh, Moses has done it all. Let's just put it that way. So if you've got any legal questions, he's licensed in Pennsylvania, which is different than Ohio, right? I mean, it's because it's a commonwealth. The rules are a little bit different, right? They're a little that, wacky that, over Many there. of them are similar, but there are different rules, yes. Right, all right. But you're, but you're licensed in PA, and Mark's licensed Correct. in Ohio, right? Correct. All right, so you've got to be licensed in a state you practice in. That's... You can be multi-licensed, though, Ohio, PA, yes. Florida, all that kind of stuff, right? Yes, at one point, I considered uh, having a reciprocal because Pennsylvania and Ohio, if you've practiced, I think, for more than five years, you can get a reciprocal if you want to take the time to go through about five inches of paperwork. Yes. <laughs> I, I had that on my desk, and I just could not get to it. Really? Yes. Really? So they, so you didn't have to take a test or anything, just fill out this long form? Correct. Correct. And you said to hell with it. Yes. And as a matter of fact, practicing and understanding the laws of one state is hard, hard enough. Hard right. enough, yes. You don't need to. Right. I call Mark if I want some advice from Ohio. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. Oh, yeah. We communicate all the time. Right. Because Mark knows Ohio, right? I yes. mean, because he's. Uh, exactly. And Moses, he doesn't do like Mark does. Mark does family law. Because why is your Moses answer this question before I ask this to Mark? I've interviewed, uh, you know, over the years, I've known a lot of the guys that uh, have done family law, and there isn't a law, a, a, a law practice that burns you out more than family law. I'm convinced of it. Oh, I'm convinced of that also. I mean, you know, it, it just, it, 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 these guys just get, just get exhausted from it. And many of them just stop doing it. Like me, like you, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you got to be a little what mentally unstable to continue to do it. Most <laughs> that's, 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 that's what it is. That's totally. I don't agree with that. No, <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, but it, it's a special f- type of the law to do. Yes, and and uh, Mark should be proud that he's doing it and and surviving. <laughs> Right, barely. <laughs> right, but I mean, you know, it's obviously that now it's about divorce. What you know, this person. Uh, divorcing that person. It's about child support. It's about all that kind of stuff, you know, which is very emotional time for people. A lot of heated emotions, yes. Right, and and the intensity of that is much different than you going against a hospital in a medical malpractice case. <laughs> but, you know, as far as that goes, it's, it's a different type of law. Different, yes, yes. And, and I haven't done that for many years now, so... Uh, uh, I uh, am happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? Yes, I heard it. 
<laughs> it's, it's just, uh, but it is what you do, and deep down, you you absolutely love it. I do. I like when I'm able to help people. That's here's, really important. Yeah. Here's the thing that bothers me most about, and do, do you not run into this? Like, you know, there's a divorce, and here's the child support. Everything's agreed to. Then somebody doesn't live up to one end of the agreement, whether it's him or her. And yet, let's say it's him, and she doesn't have enough money to keep going back to court or hiring a lawyer to enforce the agreement. It's very difficult in many cases for people who get divorced when somebody doesn't live up to the agreement because it, it's expensive. Well, sure, yeah, but the court does maintain jurisdiction over the case in certain aspects or regards of the case. But you need a lawyer to enforce if you're getting Well, married. you know, in our community, we have, there's legal aid, and uh, our judge in Mahoney County puts on, on workshops for the general public to do some pro se litigation. There are forms you could get and fill them out yourself. However, I would advise you to, to get a lawyer. I mean, you, you in in my business, in my field, it, it's really life-changing stuff. The stakes are really, really high. And um, like I said, it's life-altering. So you really want to have your best representation. I wouldn't want to perform surgery on myself. Well, they always, uh, I tried it a couple times, it didn't go well. Uh, don't they always say, though, like the Child Support Bureau will help you get, uh, they have lawyers down there, but they're so overwhelmed, aren't they? Oh, yes. The, there's a, the, the staff at the Mahoney County Child Support Enforcement Agency and the Trumbull County Child Support Enforcement Agency, they are really spread thin. There's a lot of cases that they are trying to enforce the support that the court orders. And their staff attorneys will file motions on your behalf. People call and ask to get their child support reviewed, and it will be done for the people that request it at no cost. But remember, there's, you know, like three or four attorneys, and there's how many thousands and thousands of support cases. So it does make it difficult. If you want it expedited, you, you, Hire your own lawyer. Now, are most uh, do, do you do more divorces or disillusions? It goes in spurts. You know, there's no formula. There's no. I, I can't count on X amount of divorces and X amount of disillusions. There's a lot of cases that start out as divorce potentially and turn into disillusions, or start out as disillusions and they find out that they can't find any common ground that turn into divorces. So, it, is it eye-opening a lot of times for people when they go, go are talking about getting divorced and you have to say, okay, this is how much you're going to have to pay her in alimony, and this is how much you're going to have to pay in child support? Do they sit there like going, are you kidding? Oh, me? I've had are they shocked a lot sometimes? of people that have decided just to stay married after they've ta- spoken with because me. Because once absolutely. that's all done, you don't have much money to live on. Well, listen, uh, 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 right? Yeah, absolutely. And this area of law, I mean, they is are unique shocked yeah. because all right, and and I, we've I've heard it described as when you deal in criminal law, when you're a criminal law lawyer, typically you're dealing with bad people that break the <laughs> like, laws like on Beatrice their best does, on right? their best behavior. <laughs> yeah. In my field, I'm typically dealing with really decent, good people, but sometimes they're on their worst behavior because they're they're dysfunctional in that moment in time. Things are happening that their marriage isn't working, the custody arrangements aren't working. You know, if it's a personal injury case, typically you're dealing with an insurance company. You know, so it takes a lot of that personal aspect out of it. You're hurt uh, through no fault of your own, so it's like... The lawyers not they just try to make you whole financially. Incidentally, so, I might I might chime in to say there can be interplay between let's say a, a domestic law, family law, and personal injury law. For example, uh, if I'm handling an injury case for somebody, an accident case, and that person is married but having marital problems, and then I settle the case. 
or they're separated or they're in the middle of a divorce, that's when I call Mark. And that's when we've got to work something out because the, the, re- the recovery of the money, whether it's a jury verdict or whether it's uh, a settlement, it's got to be divided somehow. And let, but if there's a loss of consortium claim, yeah, then yes. then the other party's entitled to it. What but, does you that know, mean, Mark? What does that mean when you say a loss of consortium? A, Is that, a loss of spousely duties. You know, if if like you going for groceries and things. It, it, yes, whatever whatever you would expect of your spouse to be a good spouse, whether it be husband or wife, all the performances of all their functions that make them a wonderful spouse. Usually that means loss sex. Of consor- doesn't it? Come on, consortium. Yeah, kind of. I'm Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. It, yes. it doesn't mean going for groceries, Mark. Well, no, that's. Included in it, really? It's It's not all just about sex, sex, Ron. It's not all about sex. I thought these guys who say, "Well, I'm so loss of consortium," I says, "Oh, that's sex." Well, you naturally you would jump right there. (laughs) I know what that means. You do that when we talk about lunch. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and and it's incidentally. I got a problem. uh, Incidentally, (laughs) uh, uh, giving you an example, uh, I had a case once where the jury was ready to retire and, and give a verdict, go into the jury room and, and, and uh, determine a verdict. And the judge called me and defense counsel up to the bench and, and asked me whether he wanted, whether I wanted him to charge the jury to give separate verdicts for the husband, for the wife, or whether they just wanted a lump sum verdict and then they were just going to handle it themselves together. And so, so, so that's just an example. Well, the, in the, in that case, the husband and wife just wanted a lump sum, did not want it divided. Mm-hmm. But if they were having problems, for example, or whatever, that could be different. So that's another example of how there's an interplay. Right. Yeah. yeah and, you know, a lot of people, they'll come, and, and I've had people that have come to see me in their third year of marriage. And they say, what do I have to do to get divorced? And we go over it and we explain it. And they say, "Well, I'm gonna. Tr- I want to try to work it out." So they come, they'll come back to me after six years of marriage, and they'll say, "Yeah, we're gonna do it this time." And it doesn't happen. They go back, and as the years accumulate, sometimes they'll come back to me after they've been trying to make something work for twenty years, and then you're on the hook financially mm-hmm. if you were if there's a big disparity in in your income. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it'll work out. Sometimes it does work out, and that's the hope. But, but I mean, I have, you've actually had guys sit there and just let me use guys and say, you're going to pay all this, this, and this, and or they say, boy, maybe I'm going to not get divorced. Absolutely. Because, I mean, your lifestyle will absolutely. be different, right? Yeah. Because, well, now you take well, the income that was running one household, and you have to divide it between two. And it will be different for both parties. For because both women, parties. Now, women are, in some cases, major, the main breadwinner. I've gotten plenty of men's spousal support. Absolutely. And I don't think it should be looked at any different way. There should not be any oh, gender. I, look at it of, differently. I know you said that. But I look at it as a bunch of. What, what, what's the difference if you're a woman or a man? If you make more money and you put a lot of years into the marriage and you do what you're supposed to do, you're entitled. I would say that, you know. Well, the guy getting spousal support from the woman to me was a guy that uh, obviously has no testicles. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> but come I, on. I, come on, really? how's it different from a woman getting I support? I don't know. Come I'm on. an old-fashioned guy. Well, I think times have changed. Things are different. The the, the gender roles are changing big time. There are more Big-time. women that are head of heads of households 
uh, and make more money than a man. Yeah, the women, that, women are shaking it up a little bit, saying, listen, it's time you reevaluate how you look at us, whether we, it be through the Me Too movement and all this other things. Women usually get custody, though, don't they? No, no. The party, whatever is, is it in the best interest. Is all joint custody interest, now? No, it's not. Whatever is in the best interest of the children, that's the person that will get custody. But isn't it the woman the majority of time? No. No, really? I've gotten plenty of fathers. 50-50, the w- women and men? Or come on, I always thought I it would was a woman. Say, no, no, I would say it's getting closer and closer to 50-50. I would s- absolutely say that. And now with the, with shared parenting, and wait until you the, the child support changes, because that's going to change here pretty soon, and that's going to take into consideration the amount of time that the child spends with each parent, and there's going to be an adjustment for the, the child support obligation. Downward? If you spend more time with the child and incur more expenses while you have the child, yeah, you'll pay a little bit less child support. What if it, you're 50-50? Isn't shared parenting supposed to be 50-50, or is Absolutely. it impossible? If it's, if it's 50-50 and you have the same income, both parties have the same income, and you have the same expenses, and you spend the same amount of money on the child, then yeah, that's the perfect scenario. Maybe, maybe there wouldn't be a child support. No, if, there wouldn't. If, it's the, if you have the same income So the, the guidelines are going to change. The guidelines are, they've been under review for a long time, and, and a change is coming. Interestingly, I might add this, as far as custody is concerned, not child support, but custody, I just read a case in the legal journal today as I'm eating lunch. See, did you read any legal journals today and read a case at all, Marty? <laughs> this is why right. he's a brilliant guy. He he is. He's eating lunch uh, reading the legal journal. You have to keep up. That's all there is to it. At any rate... Uh, the situation was that the grandparents wanted custody, and that's not easy for grandparents to get custody. But in this case, the court said because the child was in a terrible situation with, as far as either parent is concerned, they granted uh, the grandparents uh, standing to try to get custody. And, and in this day and age, with all the drug problems and the overdoses and everything like that, that's becoming more prevalent, mm-hmm. I believe. And not a bad thing. Sometimes that's the Correct. best stable oh, environment yeah, sure. for, well, a, for course, a child. Of course. And how many times have we, over the years, Moses, really, I've taken calls from grandparents who say, and they, they had like no rights for visitation or anything. It was kind of sad. Yes. Really, because they don't get to see their grandchild. It breaks their heart. Well, there's, we're lucky in this state that Ohio is different. The federal guidelines, the federal laws, our grandparents have no right. You know, the, the parents right. have preeminent right. But the Ohio courts have ruled that the grandparents do have rights in certain scenarios. And if you consider certain criteria, how close they live to the child, the history between the grandparent well, and the child. Sure, that's your family. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. in Ohio's a little more, it's easier for a grandparent uh, in this state, luckily, if it's in the best interest of the child, once again. Right. I would hope Moses would always want to see me. Yeah. <laughs> that, didn't sound, that didn't sound convincing. I'm going to give some phone numbers out and take some calls. Coming up, stay tuned. 200. All right, we're back on News Radio 570 WKBN, 729-9977. All right, we'll take legal questions between now and 6 o'clock. Child support, uh, is he paying child support? Is he in arrears, divorce, custody issues, uh, medical malpractice, auto accidents, speeding tickets, uh, divorce, wills, estates? Any legal question you have, I have two of the finest men on the planet sitting right here. Attorney Carl Moses. At your beck and call, and uh, brilliant man, and uh, the great family law attorney, 
Mark DeVecchio uh, are both here. I have three lines in Youngstown open. If you want to take, uh, got a call, call now. We'll take calls till 6 o'clock. 729 9977. 330 729 9977. That's 330 729 9977. Three lines. It's 330 729 9977. Because there's specifics that you have to get into, but sometimes it doesn't always involve uh, a, a lawyer, too. Sometimes it's. I, I, I'm surprised over the years how petty some people are with some calls that, you know, maybe they could just kind of settle them. Uh, it's one of the things I loved about Dave. Dave would always say to people, you know, are you, you know, just pay it. You what, like, you know, I don't want to pay this bill. It's 50 bucks. And Dave would say, we'll pay it because it'll avoid a lot of headaches for you. You know, I mean, Dave would always sometimes take the approach of, you don't always need a lawyer. Well, I think that's our responsibility. All of us should be, suggest the first practical resolution for the person. Kind of like when Moses comes in the studio and I say, hey, Moses, and Moses says, get away from me. <laughs> that's practical. Yeah. There yes, you go. Yes, yes. I said, he doesn't have a restraining order. He just tells me to get away from him. Right. You know what I mean? And he gets away. Yes, right. he does. He scares me sometimes. David, you're on the air on Legal Show. Go ahead. News Radio 570 WQBN. Dave, are you there? Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I was wondering if you could answer this question for me. Um, when my son uh, finally got his license... I didn't get him his, uh, I didn't buy insurance for him because I, you know, I wasn't letting him drive because, you know, it was great and everything. And I got a call about a month or two later from my insurance company, from the agent, and said that I have to have insurance on him. Because he's got a driver's yeah, license. Yeah, if he's a licensed driver, he has to be insured in this state. Well, even if, even if he's not, if I'm not letting him drive, because I talked to my my attorney about it, he said they can't force you to get him insurance. Uh, uh, yeah, but lawyers are going to advise you in the worst case scenario because he All might right? sneak out. Yeah, he's a teen, he's a teenager. He's a he's going to want to drive, and and you ne- never know the situation that you'll be in if he finds himself behind the wheel and gets in an accident. Yeah, let me comment on the accident situation in in Pennsylvania, for example. If there is no insurance and he's in an accident, he's penalized in that he would be considered to have limited tort coverage, which means that if he's hurt and the other driver's at fault, he would not be able to recover for pain and suffering, the so-called non-economic damages, unless he fits into one of the exceptions and they are not easy to fit into. Now, Ohio... I don't believe has that same type of penalty, but uh, both states require insurance. Well, what's worse, if it, he's at fault and someone is injured, they could potentially go after you. Exactly. Because she's a minor. Right. Well, that's what my insurance agent said, that you know, they, sure. they, got the, they got the letter from the main company and said, you know, I said, I'm not letting him drive. And she said, well, you've got three cars. He could just get in them anytime. Right. Absolutely. Off, I understand. I, but then I talked to my attorney that handled my divorce years ago, and he said, they, they cannot force you to get insurance. Oh, yeah, but he's a, listen go, to well, me. I'm just telling you what I was told. He's a divorce attorney. He's not, uh, for, he doesn't know everything. Well, that is, the, the point is, sure. But he's more than a divorce well, attorney. No, he's, he's just a divorce attorney. The, sir, no, who, sir, who are you talking about? <laughs> sir, the, uh, the, Im- the import of what we're saying is, even though they can't force him to get insurance, 
we're we're telling you the the negative to protect yourself to protect yourself yourself. it's a small you know what it's like i mean it's literally engaging in fire prevention instead of putting out a fire you're going to prevent it by maintaining insurance you could still punish your son and say you're not allowed to drive the car your driving privileges have been revoked but you because I just like right. Well, then that I was the smart move. Absolutely, and, and, I just didn't know legally. Right. If I should have been forced to do that. No, but no, you you don't have to be forced. However, you know it's it's okay. Let me ask you. If you don't. Let me ask you something, caller. What did he do that you don't want him to drive? Well, he was just uh, acting up in school, and his grades weren't good. So I said, oh. well. You're not driving. You got your license, but right. you're not driving. All right. Yeah. All right. You're a tough dad. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, News Radio 570 WKB on a legal show. Yes, caller. Do you have a legal question? Yes. Uh, go ahead, sir. I'd like to know why I'm not there. Well, because uh, quite frankly, we locked the door, and uh, and so we locked and turned out the lights, so we were acting like nobody was home. No, actually, I wasn't there. Because I had to meet the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. Well, what, where, what, where's he at? He was in downtown Youngstown today. Well, why is the mayor of Los Angeles? A bit of, why is he in downtown Youngstown? Because the Mahoning Valley is very important in statewide elections. I keep telling people that. No one seems to want to believe me. Oh, I believe it. It's extremely important. Look at all the presidential candidates that were here uh, constantly. Right. I mean, so so he's in town trying to what uh, woo people for the statewide elections, the governor's race, and that kind of stuff. Well, he wanted to tour the town and meet our mayor, so I met with him and Mayor Brown at a couple places downtown. Spent some time with him. Thought I'd get out in time to come out and do the show because I know Carl, you know, giving. Well, hang on, wait, stand by, answer. stand by for just a second, just. A- all right, so it's time now for the board and Subaru Indians home run payoff inning. If you're the third caller in a Tribe Hits home run in the third inning tonight, you'll win a pair of tickets to a future Tribe game. Call now, 729-9977. Third caller, third inning, Boardman Subaru Indians home run payoff inning, 729-9977. All right, David, to take care of that. So you're with the mayor from Los Angeles. Yes, and Eric uh, Garcetti. What a great guy. All right. Very skinny, I might add. I took a picture with him. Well, who doesn't look skinny? see that I'm a little more girthy than him. Quite frankly, who doesn't take a picture and look skinny standing next to you these days? But um, let me try that again. Who doesn't? uh, (laughs) I'm not getting any reaction. You have to fat shame me, Ron? (laughs) Did you go to the fair at all? Oh, yeah. What did you have? On Labor Day. What did you have? On Labor Day. What do you have out there? It was, you know, I, I prefer not to talk about it. Well, did you go to the Anton's booth? Anton, Antones? Yes or no? Oh yeah, yeah. What did you get? Covetails. 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 Yeah. Get a sausage sandwich. Yep. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth, you know. And then Rick Cordray came out, and we went and got milkshakes. Oh, he's such a nice then, guy, you know, like that commercial says or whatever. Yeah, that woman. A tough guy, but a nice guy, too. <laughs> yeah, and you got milkshakes? Milkshakes we got, and then I ate Covetelli's again. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's like four or 5,000 calories right, right there. Right there, in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot, Mark. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the encouragement, Mark. Yeah, but you enjoyed the fair, right? 
who doesn't enjoy the fair? Oh, it's a great thing. It's it's really a wonderful thing. And it's, it's a valley tradition. Oh, it really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. It, it, it really is. And it's uh, Was it warm enough for you out there, David? It was very hot. And look at everyone who stopped by. I mean, both on the Republican ticket and the Democratic ticket. I mean... Look, we've become the hotbed of political activity. We should all feel proud of that. Well, and we Whether were in a Republican or a Democrat or a Green Party person. Right, we're really paying attention to the valley now. That's all that matters. Well, we wish you'd be uh, be able to join us here for the program, but unfortunately, you can't do that because you have your other duties are calling. Is there anything you want to say to Carl Moses before I let you go? Um, Careful. Not- we only have 20 minutes left in the show, so I couldn't get it in. <laughs> okay, because he's got some other calls, so you're saying that uh, it, it might not uh, 20 minutes to go. Well, I'm glad to know that you have a special guest. Yeah, at- with 20 minutes, and Carl, you might get a half a call in. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try, Dave. He's a brilliant man. He's a, he's a really brilliant man. Oh, I'm not. David, nice to All hear right, from you. Man. All right, thank See, you. Dave. There he is, the guru himself, Attorney David Beatrice. Let's go to John, who has a legal question, and we'll go to Todd. John, you're on the air with the attorneys. Yeah, good afternoon. Hi, John. Um, my, my question is, does the protection of the attorney-client privilege apply to the attorney as well? In what regard? When you say, yes, I mean, understand this. When, when an attorney and a client have discussions... The lawyer is bound by that relationship not to divulge any of those communications. They're privileged. Would the um, would the client have that same protection if he had to protect the attorney? Are you okay? So you know something about you? Well, if it's beyond the bounds of professionalism or unethical, I don't think that's protected in any regard. Yeah, but I think his point is. So if the lawyer says I think something, his point is. Um, can the client uh, disclose what the attorney says? In other words, I, I think the focus of the protection is for the client. Right, not, not I agree. Yes. Yeah, the focus okay. is for the client, not the lawyer. Okay, so if, if we ask the client a question about something we thought maybe the attorney provided unlawful advice, would the client be able to say that, or could they claim attorney-client privilege? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, mean, I guess they could claim they could claim it's attorney-client privilege. It occurs within the, you know, the the confines of of privilege protected uh, exchange. So they could say that that it's attorney-client privilege, and then you would have to you would have the burden to prove that it's not. But I bet it would fall under that though, when you because it took place in that. It depends if they're claiming illegalities and things of that nature. You mean you mean like the attorney telling you exactly how to answer questions, something like that, in a process caller? Right. Okay, and you're saying, but that isn't what happened. He says, well, this is what you need to do, and then you could say what to to the judge. Well, I is was that told what your to lawyer told you to yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah, I get what yeah, you're so, saying. Yeah, we were in a deposition, and this actually came up as um, one of the issues, and there the plaintiff's attorney specified that, yes, this is protected under the attorney-client privilege. Mm. In other words, the attorney was claiming the privilege. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And the uh, listen, attorneys can advise their clients. That's what they're supposed to do. Before I go have a client go into a deposition, I, I tell them what to say. I tell them, tell the truth. That, that's what I tell them to say. So, you know, that that's... See, I always tell them, tell your version of the truth. Right. Well, same thing. 
Right. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Imagine that. Uh, that's an interesting question. Todd, you're on the air with Moses and DeVecchio. Hello there. Hi there. Hello, Todd. I just have a question about security cameras. Yes, sir. Uh, are you allowed to point them in a neighbor's yard? Are they on your house? Well, the, the, this is the neighbor doing it to me. Well, sure. Wow. I mean, are they on his house? Yes. So he's just the, the so the camera's on his house, but it's aimed towards your yard. Okay. Yes. I don't think there's a crime there. I mean, well, it's an invasion well, of privacy. You have a right to privacy in your. You have a right to privacy in your home. Well, he's not aiming it in his window. He's aiming it in his yard. That is yeah. it in your yard. It's no. The camera's on the other guy's house aimed at this guy's yard. Big deal. There is no law against that, Mark. I can really. What law? You're saying there's no statute, but the question is: Is common law right of privacy effective here? That's that, that's what I want to know. In other words, privacy is what I I can't even go out in my yard without him watching everything I do. I own five acres. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, to me, that you could you could have an argument. That's just my feeling on it. Uh, well, you, you don't have to have a statute that can be common law invasion of privacy. It's a tort. Well, you, a tort. It, that means a civil wrong. That means somebody, good luck at somebody. It, somebody can sue for damages. Well, you have you have no right to privacy in the exterior of your home. I I thought that if the cameras were pointing in a window, then that's clearly an invasion of privacy. But but if it's just in the yard, yeah, that's that's probably yeah, another well, matter. It it's might, like a drone it, flying it, a drone. It, it might it might depend on how excessive it is, though. If 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 he's if he's trying to um, uh, photograph and and so on uh, every little activity that's outside to me if it's excessive i think maybe it could yeah. rise to that what what, what yeah. are you nervous about exactly caller what are you doing outside in your yard i need to know uh, nothing nothing out of the normal just doing things in my yard right and, uh, you know he sir i gotta ask you this question he, he, are, are you clothed at the time uh, absolutely. Okay, thank God. <laughs> is he is he communicating uh, whatever he's photographing to anyone else, or or claiming? I have no idea. St- oh, he hasn't. Okay. I, I I I guarantee both of you guys on on this phone bank right here, there is no law being violated by that. Well, you, not, find a statute that violates. You don't have to have a statute. A well, t- common law. Uh, come on now. Yes, common law. A tort. When you say tort to me, I think it it's a civil wrong. Yes. All right. Do you buy that, Mark? Yes, I do. And who, who would I see to pursue this? Attorney or? And, and incidentally, uh, even if you didn't sue for damages, possibly a, an injunction. As a matter of fact, there's a case right now in in our county, in Mercer County, Pennsylvania where this person has spotlights on his home and he's shining them to the point where they interfere, they, they actually interfere with the neighbor's uh, use of his outside property. And, and also he claims that it's coming into his windows and so forth. And the court has issued injunctions. That means uh, an order telling that person to take those lights off or shine them somewhere else. So that's a similar situation. Yeah, and before a lawyer t- would take a case like that, you you really have to show some kind of of damages, you know, so, to show the cause and the effect. If if he just has cameras in your yard, you have to have a compelling reason why you want those cameras removed. Well, because- the cameras are on his house. He just happens to be able to see this guy in his yard. 
what what makes you think he's sitting there watching what you do all the time? Okay, one of the cameras probably doesn't even touch his property. Why would you point to put a camera on your property that shoots on somebody else's property? And you're not even monitoring your property with a camera. Uh, security purposes, people. Do, I mean, you know, just like that. I think for security reasons. I there's cameras everywhere anymore. I just think it'd be a really tough case. I, I really do. Well, you know, if you're going to put a security camera, why wouldn't you point them at your doors of your house? Well, maybe you want to see who's coming. House, not at somebody else's house. Yeah. All right. I agree. You may have an argument. You may uh, have yeah. An argument. Let me know if you win that, because if you do, uh, I'd like to buy you dinner. Okay. See you at the fireplace. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I'll take him there. There's no way he'll win that. There's absolutely there's security cameras everywhere. Anyway. Right. There are. And and you and you, whenever you put up cameras, you're going to capture more than just your yard. I agree. You yeah, know, but, and then the guy might want to see people coming down the street or whatever. But what he is saying is that the camera isn't even covering any part of his yard it's just covering the neighbor's yard. but the camera's located on this guy's house it's still in his yard like i thought if they said if you fly a drone you know that uh, you can't really shoot it down or anything like that you know if i fly a drone over there in your yard or something you might be able to get an injunction I think it comes down to whether it's it's public or private. Like outside, exterior, I think all day you, he has no standing. If it invades his privacy, then I think his standing increases. Like you know, can I say, well, I don't want this guy flying over in a plane or a helicopter because it's you know I'm, the, I don't want to be seen the, in my the, yard. This issue comes up, and Dave will tell you in criminal cases too. In other words, let's say there's a drone uh, flying over somebody's place, and it's uh, somehow. Photographing some criminal activity, then the question is, can the defendant who's being charged with that criminal activity, like a drug situation, uh, move to get it suppressed, that evidence suppressed, because it's an illegal invasion of privacy? Mm-hmm. So Dave will tell you that, that that commonly is an issue. All right, let's go next to Christy. You're on the air with the attorneys, Moses and DeVecchio. Legal show brought to you by Beatrice Kopp and Harshman on News Radio 570 WDQN. Hello there. Wait a minute. It helps if I punch a button. Hi, Christy. You're on the air. Hi. I, uh, I have a question, but I, I wanted to say that I had a neighbor come and tell me that the police came over to her house and advised her that her next-door neighbor had a camera pointed right at her backyard and that that was illegal and if she wanted to do something about it that they could handle it for her but because he was a nuisance neighbor uh she didn't want to do anything about it and fortunately they moved but they the police actually came over and told her that that with the camera was at her backyard and didn't cover any part of her of his house i think it goes with the expectations of privacy was there a fence was there a fence around the backyard um, a chain link fence, but but it is her backyard and not the front yard where the street is, well, et cetera, in, et cetera. In the ca- anyway, so I just thought that I would tell you guys that, that the police actually came over to advise her yep. that she could do legally something about that and, and make him stop that. Ma'am, in, the, ca- in the case that I mentioned before where there were floodlights on, on one house shining in, in the yard of the other of the neighbor, uh, the city got involved and the police department and the city had its attorney file in court for an injunction, and the police would enforce that injunction. In other words, right. 
So, so the police can get involved in that type of situation. Uh, Christy, yeah. was this right. a, was this woman a, a very attractive woman? Yeah, not particularly. Okay, and did she? Yeah, they were just a nuisance couple. They're a young couple, anyway. So he he his was his ex wife who brought it to the police's attention and reported it. Um, and oh, he claimed okay. that that it was it was um, that the camera was because anyway. So that they had, he had issues going on with his ex wife. But um, but the police are the one who came over to the neighbor and advised her of the situation and, and that it didn't cover any part of his house this, and that that was illegal and she could she could be, she could make him stop. Really, some, some police departments will get involved like that informally, even without going to court, to try to avoid a problem as between neighbors. I really, you know what I would say to them? No. And I'm dead serious. You show me where in the Ohio Revised Code what law that breaks, because I bet you there is well, one. Well, maybe, have maybe to a be. police officer could call in about that. But here's my question. It's kind of complicated. I have what me and my ex-husband was given a car uh, more than five years ago before he had to self-deport. So anyway, but I still have had the car at storage at a friend of mine's for over five years. We we went, before he left, we went to get the car titled. The title was signed over to the guy who gave the car to us. He was leaving the state. He didn't want it. So, But he never got it. The second guy, the guy it was given to, never got it titled in his name, so the title reverted back to the guy who gave it to him. So the title remains in a man who is no longer in this country and has been out of this country for nearly six years, or more than six years. He's gone. We don't know where he you is. Could, you could make application in the Mahoning County Common Police Court, in the clerk of courts, uh, to get a, a title. Uh, you would have to pay right. a filing fee. You have to figure. Right. You have to write the year, make, and and of the vehicle. You have to have the vehicle appraised. You have to have an expert say what the vehicle's worth, and you have to indicate what attempts you've made uh, to to notify the previous title holder. Once you comply with everything, they'll create a new title. Okay. So what? So I I am in contact with the guy who gave us the car. But he's the one who never got it titled in his name, and the other guy is gone. He was deported. He's out what of a mess. Well, that's why you make you, you, there's. And I did this before I started. To, I, I I had a client where uh, I would represent uh, when they would take vehicles at an, an impound or in, in a, a, a junkyard. They needed to clear title, and there's a certain uh, routine you follow in the right. pleadings. You file your motion. You identify who the last known title holder is, how long you've had the car, some of the facts and circumstances with which, you know, why you need it transferred. Uh, you get it appraised. And once you comply with all of that, then they will they will issue a new title for that vehicle. Good luck. What kind of car is it? What year? It's, it's an old Toyota um and it's just that it's 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 still running. I mean, it it runs really good. There's no real issues with it. So I thought I'd fix the windshield, which is broken, and replace the tires and get it going. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, as a second as a second car or my dad for my dad. You know, I but the guy actually really what the impetus of this whole thing is is 
where it's been in storage because I've been so slack on this. He's he's like, could you get it out of my yard? Well, I can't say I blame him. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah, it's like over five years. Right. Boy, you got a mess. Yeah. I hope you can work it out. I really do. Thanks a lot. All right, Good what, luck. What a mess. Yeah. Rob, you're on the air with the attorneys. Go ahead with your comments. How we doing, guys? Good, um, thank okay. you. I uh, took somebody to small claims court back in May, and I won my case. Uh, since then, I've sent them two letters with the, the court order, the ruling in my favor, and a self-addressed stamped envelope requesting payment, and uh, I have not been able to collect what is my next step? Do I? How can I collect on this? How much do they owe you, sir? $1,700. All right. You could certify your judgment, and you could schedule a debtor's exam to find out if he has any bank accounts. Uh, what you do is you, you take your judgment that you got in small claims court, ask that it be certified, take it, and then file. you could file a, uh, a request to do an in-camera interview or, or to, to take his, kind of like take a deposition of him okay. and have him appear. The unfortunate thing is you went through all of the work to get judgment, but really that judgment's just still a piece of paper. Whether you can collect on it is another thing. So schedule a debtor's exam, uh, certify your judgment, and try to lien any property that he may have in his name in the county. Well, Ohio also doesn't it have a right to um, go against wages? Oh, yeah. you could once, you, once the judgment is certified and once if you find out where he's employed, you could ask that they garnish his wages. Does a person own a home, caller? Yes. They, they're a homeowner. Do they have a job? Yes. All right. So, yeah, well, so the chances are you'll yeah. be able to collect. Absolutely. Yeah. So so do what Mark said. Get the judgment what's certified, right? Yes. And then, Get the judgment certified? Okay. And then do a debtor's exam. And uh, In Ohio or in Pennsylvania, it's much more difficult, almost impossible to go against wages Unless, uh, unless it's uh, one of a few types of cases like a domestic case where child support is involved or something of that sort. Otherwise, but Ohio's different. It's much easier. Right. Yeah. All right. I hope you get your money. What they do? Stiff you on a bill? No, it's uh, it's it's hard to explain, but uh, it's with a young lady. So. Well, it's some some type of gigolo service you're running, sir. <laughs> But I'm just checking. I got to ask these questions. It's important I understand what's going on out there. It's with a, you said it's with a young. It's you said it's with a young lady. You sound like a pretty handsome man to me, like a stud, something like that. I didn't know. Don't be hitting on me, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. All right, thank you, guys. I thought he sounded like that, didn't he? Seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah. Hey. Right. Apparently he's he is. All right, here's Steve. You're on the air with the attorneys. Five fifty four News Radio five seventy WQN. Hello there. Hello, Ron. How you doing? Okay, sir. Go ahead. Um, getting back to that guy uh, that you were talking about earlier. I got into the uh, truck in mid conversation. He had, he said he had his neighbor pointing cameras at his property. Yes. Is that or is not con- that not considered voyeurism? Well, he's not looking in your house. But it's voyeurism. He's looking on his property when he's at, well, when the guy's outside. He's actually looking at him. You have no right to privacy outside. outside. So, what about these guys that do the porno stuff that 
you know, snap pictures of the girls on the beach. That's considered voyeurism. Well, that's different, though, when you're snapping uh, uh, up, un, up under somebody's skirt right. and that kind of stuff. I mean, if you're on a beach and you're looking at girls in bikinis, that's one thing. You snap a picture of them, now you cross a line. Or even if you're taking a big picture, they can't stop you from doing but that. if it's my backyard he's taking a picture of, isn't in the, in the that crossing the line, too? How well do you look in a bikini? <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's... You're outside. Yeah, it all comes down to your expectation relative to your right to privacy. And you don't have any expectation of privacy outside. Interior, you do. That's another argument entirely. Right. Okay. If if I was looking in your but windows. Voyeurism's out on that situation. Yeah, you know, like if you fly, you know, think of all the stuff over your property. Planes, helicopters, drones these days and that kind of stuff. If you're outside... Well, you know what? Uh, I I think it depends on the facts. If it's an excessive type of situation, even if you're outside, it seems to me that there could be an argument of invasion of privacy or a nuisance. Well, what exactly are you doing outside, Moses? I I mean, let's say people are picnicking outside. Let's say they're picnicking in yes. their backyard. Yes, that sure. never happens. Well, of course. <laughs> That's not an, a picnic you or, have to drive or, somewhere. Or, or, yeah. or uh, in the sun. That's just eating outside. <laughs> just having, just uh, well, doing. Only, guys, the only yeah, reason I brought sure. this up is because I thought it was against the law for somebody else to take your picture, whether it be inside or out, without your permission, or videotape you. That's yeah, but you have, a, you have a compelling argument, first of all, in that the video, you're not, you're not memorializing, you're not freezing a picture. You're, you're t- you, you have a camera that's going to try to see what activity is going on, and you have a right to protect your property. So uh, by looking at the surrounding properties to see if anyone's nosing around your property, you have a right, a compelling interest to have the camera. There are no rights of privacy outside, and I don't think that's in, in any state. I don't know that you have any right of privacy outside Ohio and and all the other ones. So, okay. you know, if 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 it's a snapshot, if it's a freeze frame, if it's a, a picture of somebody in a bikini top cutting the grass. Yeah, that's you know, illegal. E- well, yeah. I mean, what's a, what crime? Like, if I'm on the beach, a lot of times I'll act like I'm taking a picture of my family, sir, but I'll actually be zooming in on this very attractive woman. Let, let's assume. Well, let, let's the only uh, reason I even called in is because the man says he had a pretty good point. He says if he wanted, he's worried about somebody breaking into his house. Why doesn't he turn the camera on his own house? Well, he wants to see him coming, right? Uh, seeing him coming doesn't mean he's actually crossed the border onto the man's property. Well, I'm assuming I'm assuming there's more than one camera as well, sir. Are you a nude sunbather? I got to know. Of course not. You sound like one. Okay, go ahead, okay. Carl. No, I was no, just going to say, I'm guys, I just had to bring that up. Look, okay, right, well, thank you. Go ahead, Moses. Well, he's already off the air. Well, he well, he's listening. He's listening. Okay. Let, let's assume that... Um, I'm sorry, Moses. We're out of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. Dave. That was mean. You're almost as bad as Dave. Let, let's assume this is a constant thing. Every day he's, he's taking photographs of you outside. Whatever activity you're doing, he, may, he makes it apparent that he's doing it, and... And uh, to me, that could be a, a cause of action. Moses, words, I really am out of time now. Good. Thank you, Moses. You're Thank welcome. you, Devecchio. Thanks, Ron.